Welcome to Short Talks from the Hill, a podcast from the University of Arkansas. My name is Harden Young, and I'm a writer here at the university. Today, I'd like to welcome Carl Schubert, Professor of Practice and Associate Director of the Data Science Program from the College of Engineering, the Sam M. Walton College of Business, and the J. William Fulbright College of Arts and Sciences. Schubert also chaired a subcommittee that brought together leaders from secondary and post-secondary schools, the Arkansas Department of Education, and relevant industries to update the state's high school computer science curriculum. Carl, welcome to Short Talks. Thank you very much, Harton. I'm very pleased to be here. First, you're a professor of practice. Can you talk a little bit about your background and how it relates to your title? Yes. Well, professor of practice means that I've spent the majority of my career outside academia. And uh, matter of fact, I am a graduate of the University of Arkansas. I got a bachelor's degree in engineering, chemical engineering here, and a master's degree at the University of Kentucky and a PhD in uh, engineering here. And then I went into industry and spent 35 years in industry working in various roles in large companies and small companies and doing some startups and and uh, some consulting and ultimately um, had the opportunity to come back here and and uh, do some things here with innovation and data science. You say you had the opportunity to come back here. Can you talk a little bit how that opportunity came together? Yes. Um, so I've been on the Engineering Dean's Advisory Council for about 12 years and, and, and about six years ago or seven years ago, I headed up a subgroup before this is before I was on the faculty here, headed up a subgroup uh, because we had, we had commented to the dean that uh, we felt that some of the students that were graduating weren't getting, uh, weren't really ready to get into innovative things uh, in, in companies and being able to be self-starters and, and apply critical thinking like we thought they should. So um, Dean English at the time uh, asked me to head up a group to take a look at that. And so we did, we spent uh, about six months studying, interviewing faculty members and students and companies and ended up coming up with a set of recommendations. And uh, after we presented that uh, at a, uh, an advisory council meeting, shortly thereafter, Deans English and Waller uh, approached me about becoming a consultant and putting together an innovation program that would involve students from the College of Engineering and the College of Business. And a couple of the elements that we had there were focused on uh, a few things, uh, applying critical thinking, bringing innovation back into the curriculum, um, making sure that students weren't just given a toolbox to to work with and, and fixing one of the problems, hopefully before it starts that I've had to fix an in industry a lot, which was uh, having engineering and business students realize that they need each other before they learn they didn't like each other. I think this leads into my next question. As we noted in your introduction, you're also associate director of the data and science program for three different colleges. You've already mentioned two of them. How did that come together? Well, that was really interesting. It, it, it came together based on the three deans talking with companies um, uh, out there about our computer science, computer engineering, various uh, technical programming type uh, degrees that we had, and and the executives from the major corporations and actually some of the startups in our state were telling the deans that there was something missing here, um, and and they described something that really ended up being uh, data science. So they came back and and had, were getting together, and I was talking with them about some of the work I'd done, and they said, well, you know, we'd like to go ahead and start it a data science program here, and we'd like you to uh, lead the team to do that. So um, I transitioned from working only on innovation to actually working on uh, putting this together. Uh, and so we formed the team to do it. Um, the element, key elements were that it would be a collaboration of the three colleges, a program as opposed to department. 
and uh, and we'd have various concentrations to focus on different areas that would involve all three colleges. And I had the, the advantage at the time, as a matter of fact, of uh, being employed by the deans. And so, and because I also had come from the outside, uh, even though I'm very familiar, obviously, with the university, um, I, I viewed I was viewed by the uh, faculty as what I called non-denominational. That is, that I wasn't in a department specifically. I was working for three deans, and so I didn't have any particular uh, favoritism to any particular department or any any particular college. And and it turned out that as we formed the team, it was very collaborative. In fact, I would say it's probably the most collaborative um, collegial team I've ever worked with. And, and I've been told by the faculty that it's probably the uh, the most unusual collaboration they've ever been involved in because it was exactly those things, collegial and collaborative. And, and we all focused on trying to put together a really good program. It was collegial, but it was also, I think, worth noting that you guys worked on a pretty quick timeline. We did. Yeah, it's kind of interesting there, too, because, of course, from the outside, we, we formed an advisory council very early because uh, we wanted to get industry uh, um, input on it. And, and I, I, it was pretty straightforward to do. I've run them in business a lot um, in companies I've been in so and started them. So, um, yeah, uh, instantly enough, from the outside, it looked like it took us forever to do it. Uh, from the inside, it was about, a, a, about two years from the time we started to the time we actually had it going through the process, which was considered uh, phenomenally fast, as you, as you alluded to. Uh, particularly given that it had three colleges and had to go through the approvals of all three colleges uh, programs. So, and then through the university, um, we did, we did do a few strategic things. We were very fortunate to have um, the governor's chief of staff uh, be one of our advisory council members and one of the board of trustees members being an advisory council member. So um, that really helped um, because uh, when it came time to go through the approvals, we had people who were aware of the program and, did not have to start from zero. And given it was a fairly complicated program going through the process, I think that was very, very helpful. And they also provided great input to us on the program too. So it was helpful from that point of view. You were part of an interdisciplinary team that brought in a grant of just under a million dollars to support low-income students interested in studying innovation in the STEM field. Tell us a little bit about that grant. Yes, well, that that was part of that process of putting the innovation program together, I mentioned you know, at the very beginning. And um, I've been very involved um, with uh, bringing engineering students into innovation. Um, the, the other, one of the other projects I created as part of my innovation work was uh, the Honors Innovation Experience, which brought, which brought engineering and business students together in the same class in a project-based uh, active learning class uh, uh, for first-year students. And so I thought at that point in time when I created it, that I felt that this could be useful for non-honor students also. So part of the original design was to do that. And uh, so I, I decided to apply for this NSF grant, uh, compete for it, um, to, to really go after um, underrepresented students, students of, who have great innovation potential, but don't necessarily have the opportunities. And so um, that's what that was the up, uh, impetus for it. Now, it turned out that um, I've been involved in another program, the Engineering Career Awareness Program, ECAP, which you may be familiar with. Um, it turned out that the ECAP program was designed by my sister. And uh, when she was looking for some investors for it to, well, someone invest in it to convince uh, people like Walmart to invest in it and other companies, she asked me to do that. So I, I actually created an endowment for it to, um, to fund it initially so she could go get other uh, funders. 
And so this is kind of in line with that is expanding from just engineering to expanding that innovation kind of thing uh, into, um, into the other STEM fields outside engineering, because there are plenty of those, you know, obviously in, in, in Fulbright certainly has plenty of them, um, which is really good. So we've got a really good mix of students in the first cohort. Uh, we have uh, uh, 13 students in the first one. We're hoping to expand that to probably about 20 next year and then a few more after that. So, so far, so good. We started off with an intercession this summer where in two weeks we gave them a crash course on innovation and how to be a good student at the university. We, we partnered with the Honors College and their PATH program to do that. Um, and I should add that that our, um, our one of our associate deans in engineering who runs the ECAP program is also on the, on, on the uh, PI team for that grant. And so is my sister um, as uh, one of the experts in that area. So. And then we have Honors College uh, faculty uh, who are also on the grant. So we have a really good mix of, of folks who have experience in this area. <clears throat> and I bring the industrial experience to it, the innovation program experience, and, and we also are therefore bringing in industry experts. And I actually will be taking the students on a field trip every semester uh, to go see innovation in action in, in real companies. That's great. Uh, you mentioned her twice, let's name her. Who is your sister? Oh, Dr. Carol Gaddis. Carol Gaddis. Yeah, she's semi-retired from the Honors College as Associate Dean a few years ago, but she's semi-retired is what I call it. And I believe she started the Honors Program at the College of Engineering. With this grant, most of the money goes to scholarships, but is there a research component to it? There is. Actually, the research element here is, um, and, and we actually have a, um, IRB approval to um, survey the entire student body on, on a set of innovation things. We created a um, a, uh, a research component that has to do with determining uh, innovation uh, in students or innovation proclivity, innovation experience, uh, inclination to, to um, innovation. And so we're actually issued this survey to the, to the students in this grant um, pre-talking to them about innovation. We also, uh, uh, we also gave it to the students in the honors innovation experience prior to the time we started talking about innovation. And we are about to, in the next week or two, uh, submit it to the entire student body at the university. And we will actually then um, monitor uh, before and after times in each of the semesters of the innovation experience classes. And then we'll follow the students um, throughout their career at the university to see how it changes over time. So we're basically looking to see if there are things that we can do on interventions to increase the innovation uh, capabilities of our students at the university beyond just these students ultimately. So that's the research element here is looking for uh, factors that we can do as interventions and being able to measure those interventions uh, for improvement and innovation. Okay, I've got one last question for you. What is a book you've read recently that you enjoyed in your field or not in your field? Just something that caught your attention. Well, can, can I offer two books? Sure. Okay. Uh, one, of them, uh, one of them is uh, The Art of the Long View, and it has to do with looking at, strategically looking at things kind of going forward. Um, I recommend that one. The other, the other book um, is uh, Finding Your Own North Star, um, and it, it was on uh, one of the Oprah book lists, as it turns out. I think that one's really good. I actually use that not only for people, but actually use that for organizations that helping them find their way and figure out what to do and not to do. Carl Schubert, thanks for coming on Short Talks. You're welcome. Thank you for the opportunity. It's a real pleasure. 
Music for Short Talks from the Hill was written and performed by local musician Ben Harris. For more information and additional podcasts, visit Arkansas Research. That's arkansasresearch.uark.edu, the home of science and research news at the University of Arkansas.